Hi everyone, I'm Jeremy Reynolds, the money coach here, uh, here talking about money, talking about your money and giving you simple yet practical tips to better use your money. Now this isn't investment advice, this is realistically focused at home buyers, people uh, who, have, uh, who have a home loan or are looking at buying a home. And I'll be doing these daily for you, so make sure you tune in. I have got an event set up for this, so respond to that so then you can get notifications that I am doing this. Uh, also, make sure you have liked Jeremy Reynolds Money Coach Facebook page, and also subscribe to the Jeremy Reynolds Money Coach podcast, now available on iTunes, as well as SoundCloud, as well. So today's money tip is directed at any of you out there who is a potential first home buyer. So I'm actually talking to those that are that are looking at buying their first property and realistically in most cases, not all, it, it depends on your circumstances, this will likely be your become your primary place of residence so the place that you live, so your home. So we're looking at an owner-occupied situation here. Now what I want to give you some tips on today is preparing for that and preparing for getting that home but and give you some really simple tips to help you with it. Now the first tip that I'm really going to focus on here is it's never too early to get really good advice regarding your financial situation and getting your first home. So here with my, the team that I work for, work with at, with our Alpha Finance Solutions and Alpha Home Loans, we actually encourage people like yourselves to make to meet with us at the earliest possible convenience. Now this means for someone like yourself, you're probably thinking, I've got to wait till I get almost to save save some or a lot of money get some things organised, have found a potential property, and then I'll go speak to a I'll go speak to the team at Alpha Finance Solutions about getting the loan for me. And that's what common practice and what people are actually told is. But realistically, there's a lot of hurdles for you to get through and there's a lot of advice for you to actually get to that point. And it can be really difficult and I'm highly empathetic as of my team that you may not and you most likely do not have the knowledge and skill set alone to be able to get to that point to actually know how to be prepared to buy your first home, how to have your finances in order, uh, how to, get to choose the right property, when to choose the right property. There's a lot of factors involved with that and who should you be speaking with and who should you actually be dealing with. So what I'd encourage you, Number one, if you're having a thought at the moment about potentially getting your first home, now is the best time to actually speak to myself or one of my team. And I'm gonna explain why. The best thing to do is actually have a professional who specializes in first home buyers and first homeowners to actually map out not only a plan for you, but a really clear pathway 
for you to get to that point. Now, one thing to realize that each person is different, each property is different, each location is different. So this is important that one of my team or myself give you some give you an individual attention and can focus on you and the path and the plan that would work specifically for you. Because purely getting advice from potentially a friend, a neighbour, a family member, they may be able to help you, but they'll be drawing from their own experience and their own situation. And it can be dangerous because your needs could be quite different or they might not, well, they will not have the knowledge and they will not have the advice set to give you accurate advice either. So yes, it's great to have people that are encouraging, but at the same time, you might have friends or family members telling you, you know what, you shouldn't buy a home, you can't buy a home, you'll never be able to afford a home. So you might, be actually, might have actually experienced some negative influences. So make an appointment, come in, or even before you make an appointment, give myself or the team our finance solutions a call, and we can give you an obligation-free conversation where we can actually give you some really good tips based on your individual situation. In other words, the first thing I like to look at, what actually, two things, what is your goal, or your initial goal? So let's make it clear, it's most likely for the purpose of this conversation to buy your first home. And what we would like to look at, and you won't actually know this in detail, is where is your actually, what is and where is your actual starting advantage? So where's, where are you starting from? Because we need to look at where you'd like to get to and where you are actually now. And then any potential problems, hurdles, or really good things in place at that current point. So your starting advantage for us to actually look at is a really important point. Because what we're going to look at here is get a snapshot of your financial situation. So this is looking at, well, if any, uh, what assets or what do you own already? What, what are your... What are your liabilities? And these are big words for, for a lot of people. So your liabilities are what you owe. So what are your debts, your current debt situation? And also, what is your existing income? So what are you earning? So from your job, uh, from your business, uh, from where's the money coming in, the money coming in? And what are your existing expenses? So what are you spending? Now we'll look at these things and put them in the context of what you'd like to achieve and look at one, one of the key factors would be getting a savings plan in order. You might Your starting position might be that you have some savings. Your starting position might be that you don't have any savings. But that's fine. This might just create a different strategy or a different time frame for when you're able to buy that first home. So it might be looking at, first we're gonna identify, well, let's talk about approximates of what you could borrow and an appropriate price range for your borrowing capacity. In other words, because people go, well, I like this home. Well, I don't even want to look at the market because can I afford it? Can I not afford it? So let's look at those things. We can work out your borrowing capacity of really a price range which would be suitable for you, but most likely that we need to have a, a demonstration of some savings and a presentation of some savings to get to that point. So getting a savings plan. Because what I like to say with a savings plan is it shows that you've got uh, shows that you've got the ability to save, which shows that you've got the ability to pay off a loan as well, or afford the upfront costs associated 
with the loan. Rather than thinking, well, have I saved enough? Because there's some really broad sweeping statements that I would say that most first home buyers are told, and there's some gaps in there. The gaps that they're told, like one of the, the really you know, undetailed statements at the time, yeah, you need to, they give them a number and they say, you know what, you need to save a 5%, whether it's 5% or 10% deposit for your loan. And you're probably nodding your head and you say, yeah, I've been told that, so that's what I'm working towards. Now, the missing factor there is a lot of people are actually told, they go, oh, you have the loan. So what they're actually thinking is they look at the property price. So the property price, and they go, okay, so I need to work out five or 10, depending on what you've been told, and with limitations, five to 10% deposit of that number. Well, that's not actually accurate. The deposit or genuine savings is is really uh, five would be the five to ten percent of the total loan. Now the loan would actually include uh, government charges, stuff such as stamp duty, and a lot of different things associated with the registration of title and so forth like that as well. And stamp duty is the big one, so you'd need to include that in the loan amount. And if you're only doing a five percent saving, your loan amount would actually include lender's mortgage insurance. So even still, we're at a 95% land, which is quite high, but may or may not be the right strategy given for the individual. So you're actually looking at the deposit being as a percentage of the total funds required to be borrowed. And you're probably looking at me now, and you're going, well, I don't know the total funds to be required. This is why you meet with me. Uh, this is why you have a talk with me, so I can look at your individual situation, we can work out what your borrowing capacity is, what you, in other words, uh, what you can afford to borrow, and in other words, what properties, and then we can line that up with the type of properties within that price range, rather than trying to get a house which is expensive and potentially outside of your price range and trying to make it fit, which could put you in, a, um, in an, an area of difficulty with your spending. So we start at the beginning, where are you now? Where would you like to go? And you might say, well, I don't really know where I'd like to go. Excellent. That's part of the planning process that our team go through with you. We don't assume you know what you... You might say, well, I'd like to buy a home at some stage. Excellent. Well, how about we get a plan and a step-by-step -step guide how to go there. Now, what I also include in this, and in, in working out some savings, is also another factor. Is actually looking at... You might be able to... Banks look at a couple of things. So they'll say, well, we would like genuine savings. Many of them will, most of them will, not all. This doesn't mean that you don't need savings or funds. And I'm gonna talk about in some other sessions about guarantor loans, which is a different topic, uh, and also gifted money from other people. But let's not focus on that at the moment. But let's say, for instance, that a bank says you need genuine savings. Genuine savings mean money that has genuinely been saved. So not put in your account, so that means necess not necessarily a gift, so for the basic example, and again, yes, there's some different bank rules which have some slightly differences to this, but let's just be, keep it real basic. This would mean money that you've gone into your account, and you can demonstrate that through your bank statements over a period of, say, three to six months. So we can show you that you've got a savings history or pattern. And these things can be really helpful for yourself, and for the bank to say, yeah, okay, this person actually can do that. On a side note, some banks will say, well, we will take savings, but it doesn't need to be genuine. 
In other words, it may be able to be a gift. Or there are even some banks which I can do, which I do loans for and which I can have arrangements with and work out a structure for you, if it's suitable, that they may be able to use your existing rent as evidence of savings. And you go, well, how does that work? And now this is quite specific. This means that, well, if you've got evidence, some, some of the institutions I work with will say, you know what, because you can show that you can make your payments on your rent, that actually is a tick in the box or one of many ticks because again we're not one it's not one overalling thing here it is a positive thing for you to be able to borrow money now this doesn't negate that you don't need money that you don't need a deposit because your deposits actually going the greater deposit because you don't necessarily have equity in other words uh, value or accumulated or funds accumulated in existing loan because you don't have that we're wanting to we're actually talk, we need to really focus on what funds or money, cash at hand, in a bank account to be able to reduce your overall loan. And this is when we talk about something called a loan to value ratio. Well, that's a big term. And in the industry, we refer this to this as LVR. So in other words, this is how much money you're going to need to borrow in comparison or in relation to the value of the property. So the lower the loan to value ratio, so the lower the dollar amount is compared to the value of the property, let's say a percentage, so if it's typically, if it's, you're borrowing 80% or less, it's actually more favorable. It's a lower risk, it's deemed a lower risk to the banks and therefore they won't charge you lender's mortgage insurance. So I've mentioned a few things which aren't specifically for the topic today, lender's mortgage insurance, uh, guarantors, as well as gifted funds. I will cover those in the sessions after this in my daily money tips for you, but this is a great, this is a great introduction, and the key being, regardless of where you think you're at now, or whether you think you can buy a house in the or get your first home in the next few months or years, or you might think, well, I don't think I can. If you would like to own your own home, I'd encourage you to call 1300 541 and ask for a consultation regarding buying your first home. And let us, as the experts, assist you in seeing when it would be possible and what sort of plan might be necessary, whether it be be in the short term and faster than you think or maybe it might be something longer term to reduce the risk but always working towards that goal and your individual situation. I'm Jeremy Reynolds, The Money Coach and I'm here to help you.